Welcome to FT Advisors podcast series in association with Janice Henderson, looking at the components of multi-asset funds for clients. I'm Ellie Duncan, Features Editor for FT Advisor. The asset management industry has embraced demand for funds and investment solutions which have a clear ethical or sustainable objective. This has seen fund managers move away from simply screening out tobacco or gambling stocks and constructing portfolios that measure a range of environmental, social and governance issues with a view to delivering better returns over time. At the same time, advisors' clients have become more aware of building portfolios that align with their own principles. Investing in companies with good corporate social responsibility track records is just good practice though, isn't it? Many fund managers are running funds that take into account these factors, even if they are not explicitly labelled as ethical or sustainable funds. So how can advisors help their clients take into account broader sustainability drivers when investing? Dean Cheeseman, Portfolio Manager in Janice Henderson's UK-based multi-asset team, and Adrian Lowcock, Head of Personal Investing at Willis-Owen, are here to talk to us about some of these issues. Dean, let's start with you, please. What does it mean to be aware of environmental, social and governance factors when investing for clients? Thank you. Um, ESG, Environmental, Social Governance Factors, have gathered ever greater momentum. Um, Clients are becoming increasingly aware and are demanding um, greater input from their underlying managers and their investors um, to invest um, professionally, to invest with due concern with these factors in mind. And um, we've seen across the spectrum, whether it was institutional clients, retail clients, wealth clients, um, this this tide moving. Um, And as you said in your introduction, We've moved a long way from a negative screening um, to now being more proactively inclusive and looking for better business trends that embrace these aspects. Adrian, would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I think that the the negative screening that associated with uh, ethical investing uh, uh, and environmental investing has now been replaced by a more positive attitude. But I also think, uh, particularly the ESG concept, um, is a, is even broader than that. It's looking at corporate governance and and the behaviour of boards to the long term owners of the companies, the shareholders, and and that 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 area is is very important because it doesn't just then focus on environmental. Or ethically and focus on all companies and 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 puts the responsibility on and on the boards of all companies and the long-term evidence is that companies that focus on this stuff uh, deliver better returns for investors and how are sort of multi-asset funds catering to the growing demand for different sustainability and esg concerns we've now got sugar taxes we've got plastic taxes coming businesses with excess packaging all of this is likely to result in greater fines um, that will be detrimental to their cash flow, um, will have reputational risks, the loss of personal data. It covers such a broad spectrum, such a broad range of issues. So when you look at it from a multi-asset perspective, we're looking across the board. Equities is quite easy. Um, You are the owner of the capital. You are the custodian on behalf of your client, who is ultimately the end client, the, the shareholder. Fixed interest, more difficult. You're not. You're a creditor. You're not an owner of the business. So it's how your underlying fixed interest managers are engaging, either in consort with other fixed interest managers, in order to rally support, in order to get their investment beliefs across, but also alternatives. And this is where we stop just looking at ESG 
as a list of risks, reputational, carbon, sugar, plastics and so on. And we now start opening up the opportunities because it's all very well saying we want to see an enhanced return and ideally for a lower level of risk. But what are those opportunities? Well, one is managing the downside, which is avoiding those risks, those penalties. But it's also newer technologies around sustainability, infrastructure spend. Governments don't have the money available now to to invest in, in order to create the infrastructure spend that's required. They need to embrace that relationship with the private sector. And that's an opportunity. And sustainability investing, working in partnership, um, is, a, is going to go a long way to, to help create that opportunity. And Adrian, yeah, the same question to you about how multi-asset funds in particular are sort of catering to this growing demand for different sustainability and ESG concerns. Uh, do you think they are? I think it's a growing area um, and I think there's still a lot of uh, learning to be done and perhaps a lot of sort of definition required. Um, And I think this is where the multi-asset investment sort of market is is, is still developing. Um, But the ESG level, and and I think this is the big change, that's coming through quite strongly. And we're going to see a lot more multi-asset funds launched over the coming years. I think that target particularly ESG and, and, and look at that. Um, and target the sustainability and and have that positive change culture coming through. So as opposed to seeing it as a niche market and and, and a secondary consideration, I think uh, multi asset will bring bring it in. There's you know we're seeing definitely in the in the infrastructure space more 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 funds and and products launched and multi assets sort of bringing that into their environment. A bit more growth in that area I expect. Uh, we're seeing it in the equity space. We're seeing it more in the bond space, although it is less developed than perhaps the equity market and harder to to sort of govern. Um, and I think multi asset it will become a part of the the solution as opposed to a separate solution. But I think we'll also see multi asset products launched that that will service a specific specific market as well. And just picking up on something you've both mentioned already, which is the fact there is kind of a huge range of definitions, if you like. Um, in terms of responsible investing, impact, ESG. Do you think in the past this has been a bit of a barrier in terms of of uptake of these sorts of funds and solutions Um, and just in terms of of clients understanding what it all means? Dean? I think there's a a tremendous amount of confusion in that regard. It was very easy when it was just a negative screen. It's, um, It's either a social, it's an environmental type vehicle. Um, What we are seeing is the trend across the asset management industry now where ESG is being integrated into the investment process. The end products, if you like, will be different shades of that application. But the the monitoring of underlying businesses, um, how the businesses are run, how the credit markets are run, will still be analysed at every level with an ESG lens. The end product will depend on the client demand. The surveys is suggesting that millennials are demanding that they expect their capital to be invested for good, that they don't just expect um, it being put into the, the usual market cap-weighted indices. They want to see um, a positive return um, and an impact on that investment. And that is leading demand. Another way you can look at this change in demand is the number of asset managers who have now signed up and are signatories of the UNPRI the United Nation Principles on Responsible Investing. And that is on the increase because the end demand from stakeholders, regardless of whether it's institutional retail wealth, are wanting to see that their asset managers are applying these ESG principles 
as everyday part of their um, security selection. So we will see it become more and more mainstream. So should all investors be taking ESG factors into consideration when choosing funds for their portfolios? Or is it something they actually don't need to worry about because the fund managers are doing it for them? Uh, I think you still need to continue to put uh, pressure that that you want this change because if it isn't there, there's no driver for it. Um, but at the same time, you know the, the evidence is building that that a good ESG policy within a company is is a good result for for the long term returns of shareholders. You avoid crisis. You have a management team that looks at the long term returns for for the company and for shareholders. Dean, would you agree with that? I would agree absolutely. So, as a multi-asset um, portfolio manager, we run solutions that buy externally managed funds. We use passive solutions, derivatives and direct equity. So our approach on looking at underlying managers, which we then communicate back to our clients and what we believe or what, what we communicate we are doing on their behalf is, is a, an external manager adopting ESG screening? Is a passive um, vehicle utilising its power for voting. Um, they can't necessarily engage, but they can actually vote um, behind um, policies, take guidance from the proxy voting um, house, imply their own um, details in that regard. We will then look at scores um, that you can lift um, against um, rating scores on E, S and G. We'll, we will look at people's voting records. We will make sure that if we've allocated capital to an external manager that they are voting and engaging, we will ask for case studies against that. So as a solution provider, we are doing that for the end investor, and then we will be able to demonstrate what we are doing on their behalf. Um, but for investors going direct, then yes, they should be seeking that there are similar policies at bay, that it, it is integrated into the process, that the risks and the opportunities are being considered, um, and that they're they're not putting their capital at reputational risk and unnecessary um, risk whilst also opening themselves up to the opportunities um, that ESG presents going forward. I, th I think Dean make, makes uh, an important point there is there's, as a fund manager, you've got to, uh, one, have the, 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 the questions and, and the uh, um, uh, policies in place that you want to test companies against. And then there's the evidence that you do it. And, and I think advisors, when they're meeting the fund managers, need to apply that same principle. You know, test the fund manager that they are living up to their principles and, and, they're, you know, and they're following through on it. Because it's still, you know, not every fund group will do exactly the same thing. So you've got to sort of read through that and, and dig in. And, and this is a new area and it's a growing area. So advisors need to sort of... Yeah, hold hold the feet to the fire for the fund managers and the fund managers are doing the same to the companies. What due diligence should advisors do to monitor and engage with the underlying managers of, it could be multi-asset funds, but any funds, uh, in order to steer investment philosophy? Dean? So the, the key problem is data. And a lot of ESG data is disparate in that it, it's, there isn't a single source. Um, there's a number of data providers. It's held widely. Um, it, dovetail, it dovetails um, if you were to use multiple sources, but they all tell you slightly different things. Um, so if you want to understand what the carbon risk is in a, um, a business, you can look at a carbon footprint, but it doesn't necessarily give you the full carbon risk exposed to that business. But it's a starting point. Data is also quite short term. 
there isn't the history in this. So you can torture the data. You can pin the fund manager down and try and understand the end portfolio having integrated ESG into your investment process looks like this. What does it look like through um, my analysis having um, um, taken these ESG factors into consideration? But there isn't the opportunity really to go back and see how that's evolved over time. So there's a number of very technical aspects that you can take a fund manager on his word and you can go and try and ascertain their investment processes and the degree to which they're actually walking the walk as opposed to just talking it. Um, but trying to actually demonstrate is quite difficult. Um, the other reason you'd monitor is it's all very well, but am I adding any value? And there's no end of surveys. I mean, if you torture the data hard enough, um, you'll come up with the result you want. But there's no end of surveys that at the moment tell you that an investment philosophy with a robust ESG process outperforms. But if the data isn't there really to go back too far, and ESG naturally pushes you to a more quality bias, and we know that quality stocks have outperformed in the recent past, is it the quality factor that's driving it or the ESG? And quality can be quite short duration. ESG factors tend to be quite long duration. Now, that's not to say that these surveys aren't accurate, that you aren't adding return, but I don't think we've got the longevity of data at this point to definitively say that this is the the new premier. This is what is driving things. I, I think it's quite interesting. Um, I bring back to a, an example. Um, so during Dieselgate, um, I spoke to a fund manager who owned uh, VW shares, and the simple question is, why didn't you notice it? And and he said, look, we do our due diligence. We talk to the management team. We interview them. At some point, you just have to decide whether you're going to take them at their word or not. And that and that's what an advisor needs to do with a fund manager. The same. You talk to them. You understand their processes. You test it as much as you possibly can to see if their process is in. And then it really comes down to do you trust the fund manager is doing is doing what they can do. Now, no process is is perfect. There's always going to be issues within any process. Um, so you then, if if something comes up, um, you ask the fund manager, why didn't you spot it? What was the issue? And I, I quite like the answer the fund manager gave me that eventually you had to take somebody at the word because that was the honest truth. And that is where we get to quite a lot with these things is at some point you have to make a decision and you have to say, do I believe this fund manager is doing the most they can possibly do? We can also look at uh, other aspects like um, how much is this fund manager spending on ESG? How much is the group spending? How much are they investing in it? It doesn't tell you whether they're doing a good job of it or not, but it does tell you how seriously they might be taking it. Thank you very much to Dean and Adrian for their comments and insight. You can read more multi-asset news at fdadvisor.com. And if you have any questions for our experts on multi-asset, let us know by tweeting us at ftadvisor or emailing eleanor.duncan at ft.com. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.